Welcome. My name is Doug Simcox, and I'm here with my co-host today, Mr. Sam Swearingen. Now, Sam and I are writing for the brand BTC Beyond the Shoots. Today, Sam and I are going to catch up, discuss some current events and some upcoming rodeos, PBR events that you're going to want to check out. So Sam is with us today, and he is a two-time North America Rodeo Commission Saddle Bronc Riding Champion. He's a several-time IFR qualifier, international finals rodeo qualifier, several times uh, APRA champion, and he has been a rodeo stock contractor as well, just selling out of the rodeo business, what, Sam, about three years ago? Yes, uh, Thank the Lord, right before COVID hit. <laughs> right before COVID hit. And you you were in the business, what, about 30 years? Yeah, right, right at 30 years. Yeah, yeah. And IPRA, APRA, PRCA, all these different associations, and high school rodeo as well. Yes. Uh, you know, when I was riding, I always said, why not have every car you can and don't drive by one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm what it cost to get there and uh i kind of did the same thing with the rodeo business i had every card that i could get that made sense and uh could work everything but i think i enjoyed the high school stuff more than anything i think so i think so lots of talent coming up through and uh, i love being able to be part of those grassroots if you will you know we saw a lot of champions come through the arena over the years in the high school side and they 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 came up and we saw them in the professional level too sam yeah uh and that was what i enjoyed about it the most you know you see them uh from when they were sixth and seventh grade and mature and come on and some of them become high school national champions and it it, it was it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun, absolutely. And there's still still several out there in the pro ranks that are still that are still rodeoing. Um, and and what's interesting about Sam is not only was he a stock contractor, not only was he a great rodeo competitor, but I think Sam and you can speak a little bit to this. I think also mentor, coach, and and a great fan of the sport of rodeo or or bull riding. Is that uh, a fair statement to make? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, as I got older, you know, I, I started really looking at and breaking down things mm. for riders and, uh, to try to figure out what would be the best way. And if you were willing to learn and put the effort in, I was willing to try to help you better yeah, absolutely absolutely and again a lot of those cowboys and cowgirls that have come up through the ranks have benefited from your from your coaching your mentorship um now speaking of rodeo cowboy christmas um uh, now they say it's only seven days when i announce rodeos i said sam that it started at ellicottville on the july 4th weekend and i said in the northeast at least that it ran through benton pennsylvania so i gave it three weeks the prca only gives it seven days but i always always liked uh, it for us it felt like a really busy pretty cool part of the season kicking off in ellicottville new york and running through benton pennsylvania yeah, it, uh, and running is the key word. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of running in between there, and you know, I was 
I took a, I sold some horses up in Canada last week and I took them to Watertown, New York. And I thought, wow, I remember when we went from here Wednesday down to Benton Thursday. And thank God I don't have to do that anymore. And the stress and, the, you know, getting everything loaded up and uh, the arena and, you know, it, it was just a lot of run, run, run. A lot of miles, a lot of late night driving. Yeah. and when we talk about cowboy christmas i just found this out on the prca website uh tie down roper ty harris from san angelo texas he cashed in they said at six of eight rodeos that he competed in and he earned forty thousand dollars over the seven days of competition which broke the timed event single event and overall earnings record set by trevor brazil in 2011. forty thousand dollars sam in seven days and uh records like that i think will be broken here quite consistently because the prize money's getting better Mm -hmm. and somebody's just got to get on a hot streak when the prize money gets better it sounds like I and that's wonderful that you can win that kind of money in seven days isn't you know? that crazy absolutely and, and and they said the big money a large part of the money eighteen thousand of it came from the pinocchio stadium uh stampede so big money to your point you cash in at a couple of these big ones and yeah i agree with you i think the records are are going to continue to be broken i think the numbers continue to get bigger yeah and that that's the beauty of this you know you look at it uh when i was riding the guys like me now the old timers they said wow i wish we could ride for that you know yeah and uh now i'm looking at what they're riding at now and doing and the different setups and uh more of the different setups i i wish i could have rode at because yeah. they have such great animals everywhere yeah you know, when I looked at Calgary, stay there three days in a row and get on the, some of the best horses there ever was. And that opportunity is just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So, so, you know, you talk about the setups and it, the, these, these big rodeos, whether it's Cheyenne or Calgary or, or whatever, they've really changed their qualifying format. Used to be if, if a fella or a cowgirl was out there and, and they run, you know, they run certain times, it was all based on their aggregate. So in other words, if I go out and, and I run three quick times, I may go into I may go into the finals. Here it's more of a qualifier round situation where I've got to beat the folks that are in my round to advance. What do you think of the these qualifiers we're seeing? We saw it at Calgary. Uh, we've seen it. It's in process right now in Cheyenne. What are you thinking? I I really like it. Uh, now the weather does, isn't a factor in the kind of events and, uh, uh, or the rough stock. You know, yeah. it, it, it make it, if it gets slick, like when I watched Calgary last night uh, for the barrel racing, it, it, the horses were very timid going into it. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, uh, a half a second off the other time. So now these girls got a chance to come back the next uh, on the, weekend for the qualifier for the big money and uh they're not taken completely out of it and uh, the bronx uh, 
if they slip or whatever, it, it's, it gives them a good opportunity to, uh, a fair opportunity to come back. The weather hasn't changed the outcome. I'll be darn. And you know, I hadn't thought about that, but that makes perfect sense to me. And uh, do you have do you do you know how the competitors are taken to these new formats? Are they seeing through it logically like you are? Oh, I think uh, some really like it and some don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, Colton didn't go to Cheyenne. The whole truck decided not to go because of if they did make it back, they had to come back sad Friday or Saturday, mm. and then uh, it would hold they had to miss other big rodeos to do it. You yeah, know, it, yeah. it, it kind of holds you there at the event. You can go in between, but then you, you've also got to be ready to come back if you did well. Yeah. And if you didn't do well, did you not enter these other rodeos and uh, not go? Or if you did, you got to enter these other rodeos and pay the turnout fines and all that. So yeah. it, it, there's, and it's like life, you know, there's decisions you have to make uh, good or bad. You know, they're good problems. You know, when Dalen first started doing well, uh, the, the decisions, you know, even when he was still in high school, okay, do we go here? We do go there. We'd sit down and talk about it over the dinner table. You know? mm -hmm. These are mm -hmm. good problems, but now you got opportunities that you didn't have before. So. It, it's like anything in business or in life, you know, you make a decision and you, you run with it. You bet. And these, these competitors, these top, these top caliber competitors, they are, this is a business. This is how they're making a living. Uh, we've talked about the amount of money it takes before you leave the house, entry fees and air, airline tickets and all that sort of thing. You better run it like a business or you're not going to last financially out there. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Takes a lot of money oh. to run, right? Um, you know, it, it, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And you, you look at what they're riding at and you think, oh, this is great. But the expenses and everything you're doing to get there, they're not making they're not making much money yeah. unless they're really knocking them out. Yeah, and, yeah. But at least they can now. You and, know, if they knock them out, they can. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Hey, and uh, shifting gears just a, a little bit, uh, we want to say thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast. Um, you know, we, we haven't talked a bunch about what they really do, Sam. Um, they're actually in the medical device uh, business. And they work directly with veterinaries across the United States, um, typically large animals, because they take care of uh, horses, cattle, goats, sheep, and chickens. But they have also got uh, now a new system that's just coming out that's for dogs and cats, for our companion animals. Um, so while we can, while you can go online at um, ParasiteSystems.com and send in your fecal sam samples from your horses, from your cattle, your goats, etc., they will they will test. Uh, they'll run the program. They'll send you back the results. They'll give you the opportunity to have really precise, so you know what you're targeting, what your animals are carrying for parasites, and uh, move towards eradicating those parasites. And you might want to check to your vet with your chat, uh, vet practice, excuse me, with your veterinary that you're working with. See if they have it. If not, suggest they give Parasite Systems a call. 
So love to have them on board, Sam. We've talked a lot about it. Um, you're raising you. You've got horses, of course. You got you got a lot of feeder cattle on site. You got cow calf operation. I think we have some opportunities here to to put parasite systems to work. I'm just so intrigued with this. It's what they can pinpoint it down to. Yeah. And if my plan comes together with my new project, I will buy one of those machines myself. Okay. Okay. Because you're going to have, you got high volume. Well, I will have if <laughs> everything comes together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the, in the, the new, the new, business that i may be dabbling and right. it won't be dabbling it'll be it'll big. you'll be, it'll in, be a lot of numbers absolutely and uh, and, uh, and it, so. yeah and when we're talking about controlling the health of our animals it's all about sorry this is what it's about how quickly can we put weight gain on the animals right if we're talking cattle goats sheep chickens whatever how quickly can we put the weight gain on them how efficiently can we do that uh that's the business, isn't it, Sam? Raise them as quick and put weight on them as quick as we can. And that's in the feeder cattle business <laughs> and the cow calf operation. Now in the horse and the, the yeah. pleasure horse business. Yeah. You know, the cost of feed is so much. And do you want to feed the parasites or do you want to feed your animals? I like that. And, uh, I, I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For me, I'd rather feed the animal than the parasites. Okay. Do you want to feed the animal or do you want, you want to feed your horse or you want to feed its worms? I think we can right. get that on a t-shirt. What do you think? Another <laughs> put it in our store. Wear it. You don't think <laughs> don't you'd wear it? <laughs> no, I don't think I'd wear it. Do you want to feed the worms? <laughs> I don't know. It could raise some pretty cool, pretty cool conversations. And, uh, but anyway, visit them at parasitesystems.com. Uh, they've got a cool video that steps through the whole process up there so eric and his crew doing a great job they're they're based in lexington kentucky right smack dab in the middle of thoroughbred uh, racehorse country so they um they, they're doing a great job out there so shifting gears yet again sam now want to talk a little bit about kane smith now this is your niece's jody's son seven years of age um and you want to you want to share just a little bit about um, Moya Moya? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I might get sappy because that's what I am. But huh. uh, yeah, um, when I heard what uh, what he had, yeah, because uh, I can't pronounce it Moya Moya is what I kind of say. I think but, that's yeah. right. I think it's right. And as soon as I found out, of course, I text Carrie, which is a registered nurse, my mm -hmm. wife, and mm -hmm. one of the most intelligent people I've been around. And then her brother is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And I text him, and he he had never heard of it before. And, you know, it, it's just such a rare thing. He was actually called me back yesterday. I didn't hear from him for a while. And it was yeah. very strange, you know. I yeah. thought, what the heck's going on, you know? He texted me a little thing, and when I sent it to him, he thought I had it. He said, well, why do you think you got this? And right, I, right. No, oh, no, it's oh, not oh, me. Oh. Uh, but he was over in Europe. He, he was uh, went to uh, Normandy and 
went to a concentration camp and just just was good good time but he called me from the airport so we talked about it a little bit but you know how hard it is to hear yeah, somebody in the airport yeah, they got yeah. things going off and all that and yeah so we'll talk about it more later he did just get back yesterday yeah he's looked into it and their family jody is she is uh in the medical field mm-hmm. she's a, a doctor's physician or physician's assistant mm-hmm. i guess so mm-hmm. she is pretty high up in what you know other than a doctor you know it's she's there but she works for a doctor that is uh i think a big big back and they do specialized stuff so they know people in specialized fields okay so they have found a doctor in uh fort worth i guess that Mm. he said this is who i would take my kids to i say had i see and uh so in about a month they're going to operate but it uh is from what i know it's kind of a newer procedure that they don't haven't done it a lot because mm. it's such a rare rare disease so yeah anyway what a good kid let's get off that what a good kid he, he doesn't say boo mm-hmm. and wants to work with you and do things all the time and just just good good family and i don't know i just a good thing people and things happen and it'll be what the lord wants it to be and yeah, we don't understand why. Yeah, yeah, and so. you know, there's um, um, to our listeners, you know, you can help. Um, there's a GoFundMe page that's been set up. Uh, Matt Swearingen uh, set that up, and I put these links in. Um, put the links in the description of the podcast, but you can find it. Kane, the comeback kid. Um, they're looking to, to help defray some of these huge medical expenses that everybody is headed towards, that this family's headed towards. I mean, just the travel and logistics, Sam, of everything that has to happen. They, he, they were all in New York and then, uh, had to get transported course back home to, to Oklahoma. And then, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of challenges coming up. So to our listeners, please check that out. It's in our link and there's an auction support on Facebook for Kane Smith. I put that link in there as well. There's everything from rigging bags to shaving kits to to massages, um, cap guns. I mean, there is all kinds of stuff. There is a beautiful head stall and breast collar that has been put up. So stuff that, that's really cool, and it's always for a great cause. So when you look at this, look beyond the value of these things, these prizes these services that are being offered some really neat donations have been made all for a great cause i put this in the link so please check it out and uh, reach in your pockets and and assist if you can um, this, you know, Sam, this rodeo world is quite extended and rodeo cowboys and cowgirls help one another yeah it, it, it's amazing how things people come together in times like this and uh I I haven't really looked at the option. I did get some text messages through when they were thinking about doing this and how they wanted to do it. And yeah, even I think Dalen he put his vest up that uh, 
Oh, he uh, did. He put a vest up. Yeah. From the, from the border patrol. Oh, that is and so cool. Absolutely. That's, you know, if that's the case, it's probably the best he won the world with. So I'm going to try to bet on it, but hopefully it goes for way more than I'll pay for it. Well, let me know where that is, Sam. Let me know where that is so we can let our listeners know. But uh, there's a couple options out there, and, and that'd be great, you know, to get a location of his vest. And, again, everybody's pitching in a whole bunch, so let's pitch in our dollars and give a hand to to young Kane and family. Yeah, and, and he also put up a day with Dale and I think now this was all stuff that came across so he, he uh, put up a what a day oh a dalen. day with dalen oh wow yeah so whoever bids the most he goes there or whatever and spends the day with him oh so, wonderful but, <laughs> wow so if, if that's true because it was coming up early on before mm-hmm. everything took place and okay uh, to get a day with him is uh because he's pretty busy. He's pretty if darn he's busy. busy. He's out on the farm. But, but what, know, a great op- what a great opportunity yeah. to learn about the young man and uh, about Dalen and hang out with someone pretty cool. So, yeah, if we can get the links for that, let's get them up uh, for our listeners. So lots of options for okay. you. Some cool things out there uh, for everybody to check out. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's switch gears yet again. We do that a lot on a catch-up. Let's talk a little bit about Hayden Pack, the pole bender, uh, competing at her first national high school finals. You know, we uh, her her father Dale is a listener of the show, and he texted that she had qualified, so we got pretty interested. She had a good first run, and kind of put her mid pack right, and after her first run, but she knocked over two poles in the in the second round. Sam, you know what happens when you do that in a field of one hundred and ninety pole benders? Yeah, doesn't everything have to be just <laughs> aligned right to win something like that? Oh, you know? and, and it's not just one hundred and ninety pole benders. Yeah, they're the best from <laughs> the best four from every state and every you know Canadian province sends their best four and australia new zealand mexico you know so it is uh it's an honor to be there absolutely one yeah and uh two it uh if you don't to win it to win events like that it's so tough because you have to draw just right and Mm -hmm. there again you know the ground could take her out of it if it's raining that day because it's over the 10-day period. Yeah. No, she did She did great. Um, we had an opportunity. I, I talked with her last week after her second run. Uh, we posted that episode last week. So if you want to learn a little bit about Hayden Pack and uh, the pole bender out of uh, Brandenburg, Kentucky, as she competed at her very first uh, National High School Finals Rodeo in Gillette, Wyoming. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful young lady to interview. She was, she was really neat and uh, learned a lot. And she's excited. Sam she says she's going back she's going to do it again and next year she said she's going to bring the heat <laughs> well Dan's going to put out the money uh, she might have the horse and the heat already but it's still expensive doing it it is. it is so thank you Walk mom and dad way. right thank you mom there, and dad there you go <laughs> yes it's, and to what it is you know I didn't get to go to but one of uh, high school finals yeah and uh yeah it 
it, it is an experience that uh, one of the parents uh, sent me or uh, on their kid how it did the video and I said, well, enjoy it because this could be the best times you ever have. And yeah, uh, yeah. He sent yeah. me a picture of her driving back saying, yes, this is the best times you could ever have. You bet. You uh, bet. Money isn't an object when it's things like that. I'm just joking around, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, you will burn up a credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In <laughs> your mortgage a farm like I did to get a chance to go for the, all those years. Absolutely, so things, things are worth it. <laughs> things are worth it. In your interviews, young young folks, our, our uh, high school rodeo cowboys and cowgirls do speak of your sponsors, and of course, those are mom and dad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and and another notable Sam, and you know a little bit about this family. Blaine Houston out of McBain, Michigan, places fifth in the bareback bronc riding in the aggregate, two twenty one and a half on one, which is almost seventy four points per his three rides. Yeah, I I know this young man a little bit, not a lot, and I'll see him. Here in the next couple of weeks, him and Eli travel together. Oh, okay. And, uh, I thought he had a great shot of winning the whole thing. He rides that good. Oh, wow. Uh, but uh, he had one horse that wasn't what he needed, and that's that's part of that's rodeo. That's you know, draw. Not, yeah, not saying anything yep. bad or whatever. He had the talent that I thought he may win the whole deal. Okay. But uh, it, it didn't work, but uh, fifth out of... Everybody is out there is is incredible. It's you know, very neat. Incredible. And and yeah. is what year is he in high school? Do you know? I think he's a senior. This was I his senior this, year. This was his final I year. Don't I think so? Don't hold me to that. Mm-hmm. I'll find out for sure. But uh, I he's been around a little bit is the only reason why I think he's a senior. I see. I see. Okay. And, and speaking of McBain, Michigan, the Houston family, you got the Houston cow camp rodeo 2023. That's going to be uh, kicking off on Friday, September 1st, uh, seven 30. We'll put a link in our description and our podcast. They've got a, it looks like a brand new performance been added Saturday afternoon, September 2nd. Of course there's Saturday night as well. Sunday night, the final performance at seven 30. You want to check that out. Um, a neat place, Sam, you've been there. I've been there once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just starting up when I was finishing up. Uh, there was a rodeo, in Sparta, Michigan, in the afternoon, and you could go up there at night or vice versa. I don't, yeah, I think it was you could go to Sparta in the afternoon and there at night. So we made that run, and uh, yeah, yeah, just just great people, you mm-hmm. know. It, it was just starting, it was an outstanding rodeo then. So I imagine through the past 20 years, it's grown immensely. And, I'd like to go back sometime because they're just good people and they take care of you. And I remember I flew in and uh, they lost my saddle and I had to ride with somebody else's equipment that weekend, the Mm. whole weekend. I got it right back as the last, as the weekend was over. So it was an interesting weekend. (laughs) And, And a great family, as you said, and a beautiful place up there. 
So check them out coming up uh, Friday, September 1st. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about the IFYR, the International Finals Youth Rodeo that went on July 9th through the 14th. About a thousand entries. And Sam, they handed out about $320,000 in that event. Um, The boys, uh, Dalen and Colton, both have competed out there in the past, haven't they? Yes, they have. Uh, they, they both went there uh, several times, and even Colton, towards the end, he's, he, he wanted to go there and didn't care about going to the high school finals. Really? So, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Dale, you're again the president mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. IPRA, and they do a great job. It, you know, they, they seem that the youth is the start of mm. your organization. Yep. So they really put some money into it and went deep into the youth. And uh, now, now other associations are following suit. But uh, yeah, they 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 really started the trend of getting money for the for the kids. Good and uh, good payouts to them. Yep. And even like a horse trailer for the all around yep. and. Uh, yep things like that you know it's 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 just great the kids can ride for that kind of money you bet and and miss danagan who is secretary at a lot of your rodeo sam i believe she's still the secretary for the ifyr always does a great job great great rodeo family the the gan family yeah she uh does an outstanding job i haven't talked to her much this summer uh thought i'd go to ellicottville and see her but didn't get that so I'll I'll see her at Attica. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh, she's working Attica. It, yeah. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. So mm-hmm. She's she's still working most of the rodeos that uh, I put on, and uh, it works. You know, she she's just uh, secretary wise gets it all done. You don't have to look back and make sure everything's done right for you. You don't have to do her job. She does it, and mm-hmm. you pay her, and away you go. And you she bet. Does it fantastic job you bet you bet always a pleasure to work with her absolutely so let's shift gears again let's let's talk a little bit about how is dalen how's he doing how is he feeling and the reason i bring that up uh we watch pbr team events we're going to talk about that a little bit here in cheyenne earlier this week and the announcers were talking about his writing hand and his groin any updates for us i talked to dalen yesterday and uh he was Sitting at the airport, his plane was delayed going back to Texas. And I said, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on? I'm good. You know? Yeah. Well, I said, well, is your hand sore? Yeah, it's a little sore. <laughs> well, what about your groin? Yeah, that's sore. But yeah, he wouldn't, you got to pull it out of him like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if he doesn't like to talk about it or uh, make some think about it mm-hmm. or what. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he, uh, he is sore. Uh, he rode his first bull just incredibly well. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Just bull didn't have his normal trip. He was actually uh, turned back the opposite way of normal, and he flat in the middle and rode him just as good as you could ride one, spurred yep. him around, you know. And, yep. uh, I mean, it was, was outstanding. And his next one uh, wasn't any good at all. He jumped out there, the bull come around, and when he kicked, it threw him up against the fence, and 
his arm kind of hooked right over to the elbow and he, he he latched and clamped down on that whether it was a mental thing or mm-hmm. he was sore or what i don't know but mm-hmm. uh it just was not typical Balin. so he's either hurting pretty good or it, the body just the mind took control of all oh, this is safety and did something he he you can't even think about so uh i don't know which one it was but it was one of the two well um let's let's send him some healing love uh, for his hand and his groin for sure and and uh and uh look forward to seeing him here in a bit now last time we talked we were headed towards the the calgary stampede sunday finals and we want to talk a little bit about that sam he qualified and what stood out for me uh, was that there were three Carolina Cowboys in the finals. Now, now think of the odds of that. Three Carolina Cowboys in the finals. Dalen, Josh Frost, Sage Kimsey. Pretty, pretty remarkable for one team in the PBR to have three out of, what is it, 12 Cowboys, I believe it is, make it to the finals. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, the thing that stood out to me was those three guys rode all three of their bulls and none of them made it back to the top four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. It, 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 uh, and Calgary, you know, their horses are just incredible. Yeah. And the bull power that they had during this year was less than par. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just didn't, it didn't make the sense. I, I, I think I know what they were doing. I, I think they tried to, Tone it down last year. They only had one bull road in the twelve man round. Oh, okay. Where and now this year, I think they had eight bulls road in the twelve man round. So that that tells you they were, in my mind, tells me they were trying to make it where they'd get those four in there. And and uh, in doing that, it it took away from well, right there's three arguably the best bull riders in the world and uh, none of them made it back. So congratulations to the guys that did. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting down anything. Uh, I think there's going to have to be a happy medium. I I think they had much better talent at Calgary this year, bull riders wise. Yeah. And uh, it, it didn't work for their, their setup. So, right. uh, Right. Yeah. But they'll get it figured out. You know, they're, they're smart people out there. They know better than I do. You bet. You yeah. bet. And I did notice, I mean, even in the qualifying rounds, the pin, the bulls seemed to be a bit uneven. Not all of them, not all of them scored the same, if you will, you know, on, on a score of one to 50 or, you know what I'm saying? One to 25 for each, each judge. So it, that stood out for me just a little bit. Yeah. And it's hard with that many people to have them real even yeah uh you know if you got two animals one's going to be better than the other yeah uh but uh it yeah i'm sure that's something that they're gonna work on i i don't i'd like to know what there were when they started leasing the bulls if they mm-hmm. said you know let's let's not bring the very best you got let's bring middle of the herd and i i know when i tried to take stuff that wasn't top notch to some of those bigger events that uh, their holes came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seen why they weren't top notch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very cool that, um, again, three Carolina Cowboys advanced to the finals. Um, and to your point, all three of them rode. So excellent, excellent showing, excellent performance for the Carolina Cowboys, which which says a lot, I think, and we're going to talk about this just a bit, says a lot for where I think our 2003 teams team uh, events could be going. And uh, definitely want to get on the Carolina Cowboys uh, bandwagon, I think. Um, then uh, Benton uh, was July 11th through the 16th, the 38th annual Benton Rodeo. Um, stop by there, Sam, coming. We're, we're sitting in New Hampshire right now. And a week ago, stopped up and saw the Saturday night performance. So saw Dan and Mel and Pat and the whole crowd, Linda, all of them. Uh, great to catch up with them. And I got to tell you, Saturday night show, it was packed and it was rocking. Really nice show. What a great crowd, Sam. Oh, Benton Rodeo is one of the my favorite stops you know it, it was just good people around you good crowds and you see it build through the years to, to what it is now and you know to be a part of that it, it, it makes me happy because uh they they do an outstanding job and you know when you add nine more bleachers every 10 years you got to figure out what to do and how to do it uh it, it, they, they don't stay stagnant also, their committee, uh, they're getting a lot of young kids mm-hmm, in there mm-hmm, that uh, mm-hmm. are really, they're doing things through the week. They got the energy to do more events, and that brings youth in. You know, they've got a big youth association that puts events on there once a month. And and it's grown. You know, when they first started doing it, I thought, hey, you know, what the heck, and man has it grown it has taken off and it'll make these kids in the northeast just more competitive competitive uh, kids from up here go down there all the time and uh, that then my nephew kane and his family were down there competing at, you know like a week before he got had the stroke mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they were in town and uh gonna stay with their grandma and grandpa and jody went back to work and uh, they, they were there to, and competed in a youth rodeo so it's just a good thing you know you bet you bet and and had some good talent working had trent mcfarland the rodeo clown we've worked with him quite a bit sam trent's out of alabama yeah uh, yeah travels around and uh, does a great job one of the clowns that has the most shined up acts that you'll want to see. You know, you everything is right the way it should be. You bet. Yep. And um, we've got an episode that's going to be coming out with uh, with Trent. So um, to our listeners, be on the lookout for that. And then uh, the announcer was Ty Miller, Pennsylvania cowboy, calf roper, team roper. Uh, did a great job. Had you worked with him a bit, Sam, in the past? Uh, yeah, I've used him at a few events. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just starting when I was starting to be done. Uh, he did some up in Maine for me and very professional and uh, very personable. 
Yep. Oh, yep. Good job. You bet. Got to hang out with them after the show. You know how that goes. 1130 at night, you're sitting because everything's kind of winding down. But great to catch up with them and, and just see what's going on in the business of rodeo. You know, what, what shows they're working, where they're headed, what they're thinking. Uh, always great to catch up with them. So uh, just great fun. And, you know, got to hang out with Carol a little bit. Runs the gate there behind the, you know, behind the uh, arena. Oh, yeah. She says hello, by the yeah. way. Great to see her. Great to see her. And just that whole committee, Sam, is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. They're just from top to bottom. It's just good people. Good people. Uh, yeah. And does do inventive things like uh, they sell stock on, the, you know, just mm-hmm. so many shares mm-hmm. that uh, let people in and, you know, just things that you wouldn't think of have a dinner uh, in May usually that, uh, all their stockholders can come to and discuss the, how to change things and make it better or through that way. And then, of course, the, the mainstays in the rodeo just do it every month. But uh, they, the stockholders can come in and express their opinions at a meeting. So you bet. Good. You bet. Great. Great grounds. Take care of the Cowboys, Cowgirls. Plenty of opportunity to, to park and plenty of space. You can check them out at BentonRodeo.com. I'll put that link in our description as well. And then, Sam, you already mentioned it. Attica, 65 years this year. August 3rd, they kick off Thursday night, 8 o'clock. You said you're going to be able to get up and, and check it out? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going up. Saturday afternoon for sure, and uh, Eli and Raymond and my nephew Carl mm. and uh, another friend from Texas, uh, his father, Rodeo Road Bronx is outstanding, uh, and they're going to all be there Saturday afternoon, so I can go up and watch them then, and uh, it should should be good. And I'll probably go up more because. Uh, Kenny said he's coming into town, so if he goes up, I'll have somebody to hang around with. <laughs> oh, great. be great to see him. Absolutely. And that, that uh, Saturday afternoon starts at 1 o'clock per the schedule that I'm looking at. Uh, so lots of opportunity. There's a Sunday rodeo at 2 o'clock, the final performance uh, on Sunday, again at 2 o'clock. So we'll be anxious to hear, Sam, what, what you see, what you, what you think. But it sounds like if you're a bronc riding fan, you want to be there at one o'clock on saturday afternoon <laughs> yeah it should be good yeah it should be good yeah yeah uh, excellent so let's shift gears yet again let's go to pbr teams of course they opened up earlier this week at cheyenne um the carolina cowboys has two wins um and that advanced them to the extra out section which is to determine and make sure I've got my language right here, Sam, but determine which team won the Cheyenne team's event. So it came down to the Carolina Cowboys and the Austin Gamblers. Um, of course, Gamblers put up uh, Jose Vitor Lemmy, and the Cowboys put up Cooper Davis for a one-bull write-off. And, um, and uh, Lemmy rode his bull. And Cooper Davis got bucked off, so the win went to the Austin Gamblers. What did you think of uh, the two games that you saw the Carolina Cowboys play in? Um, I thought uh, they did just 
kind of what we expected out of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it's bull riding. Some guys rode that you thought might, and some guys didn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they were, they are very stacked with talent um, that will carry them a long way. Let's put it that way. You know, Uh, when Sage and Josh fell off, the first round, you know, but mm-hmm. Dalen and Cooper stepped up. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the next round, uh, Dalen bucked off and uh, Sage stepped up. So it, it, it they've got people to fill in the holes. They, they are, the depth is better than any other team mm-hmm. the, in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, they still have to do their job, and it's not an easy job. The bulls bucked. Oh yeah. my goodness, yep. they they were just they just really bucked. And the one there was a young kid. I, I he had what I think is one of the most ranked bulls in there, and he rode them dead easy. They call him Sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, he he rode just outstanding. We'll just have to see if he can take the punishment these kind of bulls will put out there because mm-hmm. they will. They will put punishment on you over the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, oh, gotcha. it's very exciting watching the newer young kids come in there. You know that uh, Masson boy; they were so high on him, and he is an outstanding young man. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. really, really, he, he didn't ride good that weekend, but he he's got the ability. I've seen him ride ride uh, outstanding. So it, it's just. It's going to take time, and to watch these new young kids come up and where they'll be, it's really good. In the first game, uh, the Texas Rattler played the Carolina Cowboys. Of course, the Carolina Cowboys beat them. And then in the final game on the second night, Carolina Cowboys played the Arizona Ridge Riders, beat them as well. So they are at the top of the leaderboard standings with two wins, tied with the Austin Gamblers with two wins. Uh, then you've got two teams, the Texas Rattlers and the Oklahoma Freedom that uh, won one, lost one. And then we've got four teams that had uh, that have two losses. So early in the season, we want to check it out um, or we want to we want to we want to watch it as she unfolds this year. So too early to tell just yet. But I to your point, Sam, I think Carolina Cowboys, they are absolutely the team to watch. Um, another thing, the PBR rider winners, I got to look in, and this is all up on the PBR website. Um, so my understanding is there's rider winnings based on how they place. And then there's PBR team winnings. And. The Carolina Cowboys, in total, the team over the two games, so two bulls apiece, basically, they walked out with about $40,000 in rider winnings. And then on top of that, you've got the PBR team winnings based on where they place. First place, Sam paid $100,000 to the winning team um, in in Cheyenne. And, of course, that was the Austin Gamblers. Second place paid 50000 and that was the Carolina Cowboys. Big money yet again. Yeah, the money is, and I think with this, is only going to get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, uh, I, I don't understand how it all works and how they divvy it up and all that, but it just gets better every year. Yep. And uh, it, it's very impressive when you can go there and uh, 
ride for that kind of money, you know, when the event winner, the MVP, whoever's total most points gets an extra 10,000 mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. per event. And, you know, that's quite an incentive, but, uh, it, it, I don't know how much these guys, and I know it varies from person to person what they're making, but, and then you can win this on top of it and mm-hmm. how it's divvied up. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And it may be separate from each team, how they give it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that amount of money, it, it's just wonderful for the whole, the whole team concept is it's, they're going to, I'll tell you what, they, it may hurt rodeo to draw away these great bull riders mm-hmm. to come over there because mm-hmm. when you can win that kind of money staying in one spot and not run up down the road and some people love running up and down the road don't get me wrong it's right. not going to drag them all away right but uh it, it, it is it is like creek young i was very surprised to see him there okay uh, you know he was probably in the draft and i didn't i forgot about it but uh it, it, yeah it He's a guy that's made the NFR a few times and an outstanding bull rider, and now he's there. It, I think it'll drag the best bull riders in the world, and they are expanding to two more teams now, I hear. Oh, they are. So going to 10 teams total. 10 teams total. Oh, uh, wow. So they got two teams up for sale, and uh, they don't even have what city they're going to be out okay. of. I guess they're, okay. They have to pay so much money, plus they're going to look at what they send in and see where they, they're picking yeah. to go. So so does Rochester, New York have a PBR team yet, Sam? Uh, not yet. No, should they? Shouldn't they, I should say. Shouldn't they? Well, uh, <laughs> Is it, that... it's not going to be with my money because oh, what they're not. asking for these oh. teams I, I, I oh. couldn't uh, I couldn't buy the dirt, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know I yeah it'll be interesting on where they go yeah. because yeah. Um, the the cities it's not like uh, well you look at hockey and the world is now diverse there's mm-hmm. no you know you got hockey in Florida and and uh, you know it, it's just a divorce diverse scenario and rodeo is no longer the western right states right it's all over the country and people like entertainment and people like teams i mean when you go to those teams live you see the difference because now they got somebody to cheer for it's not john yeah. smith out of shoot too it's the arizona ridge rider yeah and yeah. we're gonna yeah we're this is our guy and be poking yeah. people uh, you know yeah and uh, it's just great you it's bet just great you bet i love the energy of it and i know i i may not have been the biggest proponent of it when they started talking about it but boy i will say after last year you and i've talked on and off about this it it does connect you to you've got your favorite bull rider let's say i go to watch dalen but in the team events, I'm watching Dalen for sure, but I'm also watching now Sage and I'm watching Josh and I'm watching I'm watching Cooper Davis because they're on his team. So it's not it it changes the game where I want Dalen to win an individual event. Now I get to root for a bunch of guys, which really changes it uh, quite a bit for me. Yeah, you got five guys to root for right there. You bet. At one time. 
and you know and i hear this all the time if i go out to dinner or lunch here people saying oh how's your boy doing you know yeah. what's going on you know i said oh he's doing good well we watch him i got my dvr set to any pbr yep. thing comes up yep we get it and it's because yep it's somebody they know absolutely they, and, and these are people that wouldn't ever watch anything to do with rodeo if yep. they didn't have a reason and the reason is dalen absolutely too because it's it gives them a, a connection and that's where the team the difference between team and individual it gives people from that city a connection you bet and uh and 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 talking about that connection, I'm going to go back to Kane Smith and D- a day with Dalen. I mean, my goodness, that ought to bring almost a million dollars, Sam. What a what an <laughs> opportunity here to go learn about the young man. Uh, PBR well, team schedule. <laughs> hold, hold it, Doug. I got something to say to that. Okay. <laughs> what you got, well, Dalen? Dalen, where's it going to be? Is he going to have him with the ranch working? Ah, <laughs> yeah, you uh, drill this hole here. Uh, Keep going until I tell you you're done. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. You may want to bring your work uh, gloves. Yeah. Or. <laughs> Oh, and no matter what, it'll be great to hang out with him. What a neat prize. I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for that. Uh, PBR team schedule, stuff coming up. Kansas City Outlaw Days, August 3rd to the 5th. Anaheim the following weekend, the 12th and the 13th. And then Sam, Nashville Stampede Days, August uh, 18th through the 20th. And I can't go by Nashville without saying they are the, the 2022 team champions. So I'll be interested into what that show looks like would we go there welcome back their champions and um i think we're going to try to get down there to that event we've been able to get down there a couple last couple years and watch uh in in a great uh, arena there are you thinking about possibly being able to make the trip to nashville i'm very much thinking about it yeah well so i talked to carrie's dad the other day and he didn't give me an answer but uh i I'd love to go down there and watch it again. You bet. Uh, you bet. Had a great time this year, and so <laughs> yeah, last last year. And yeah, love to do it again. Good, good. So, um, and then Austin, Texas, August twenty fifth through twenty seventh. I mean, these guys are somewhere every single weekend. The Gambler Days, twenty fifth through the twenty seventh. Um, so lots going on at checking out. Get your DVR set. If you if you if you can go live, go live and and check it out. Quite an event. And um, one of the one of the predictions we had, Sam, uh, that I asked you to make when we started our PBR stuff in back in April was who's going to replace Flint Rasmussen as the rodeo entertainer of the PBR and first team event, Brinson James. Yeah, I still think they're going to keep trying somebody till they lock somebody in. But uh, I think Brinson is probably the front runner. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't know if uh, what their thoughts are. But uh, if they used him at Cheyenne, and Brinson, I'm sure, is booked. And Monday and Tuesday was pretty good for him. And they used him there. So... Uh, it goes to show he is one of the front runners. You bet. You bet. Absolutely. And we saw him in Calgary as well. Um, what a great young man. And, um, of course, he learned from the best with his father, Hollywood Harris. Yeah. Uh, and, and Brinson has taken it from Hollywood and just run. His yeah. energy level is uh, 
second to none out there. You bet. Yeah. Um, and let's talk a little bit about P, uh, PBR team rule changes. Just came out this week. I think it was the 25th they came out. Um, a few things that kind of caught my notice. You've already spoke of it. MVP. Last year, there was a year-end MVP championship that paid $50,000. This year, that MVP for the season for the all the events combined pays a hundred thousand dollars so doubled up the money there and you already mentioned it and i think this is really really neat and really really cool mvp for each event pays ten thousand dollars and the first event uh, mvp was jose vitor lemmy in cheyenne so he got that ten thousand dollars so i'm a big fan of this money and where it's going i think this is going to drive some pretty interesting results and we're going to pay a lot more attention to it because we're going to be knowing who the mvp winner is of each event so we're going to pay a little bit more attention to where everybody is in the standings yeah, and I paid attention to it last year because Dalen was right there in the mix for the extra money. Mm -hmm. But uh, for for ten thousand dollars an event now now that's and that's just a bonus over top of everything else. So yep. so yep. what a great what a great thing! Uh, just more money. I don't know. Uh, I was talking with uh, the guru uh, Mark uh, Richmond. Uh, oh yeah, the other yeah, day. yeah, yeah, and. Uh, my friend out of Canada, and he was explaining a lot of things where they're just changing the money around, but uh, it, it, whatever, it looks like it's heading the right direction. You and, bet. Uh, you bet. And that's that's how you learn. You know, yeah, you do yeah. things, and yeah. it doesn't to make it better. You just change it a little bit. You tweak it. And you bet. And this team thing will be tweaked for the rest of the time going. You bet. You, know, you bet. Uh, just like the NFL changes rules, baseball made the big thing a 30-second thing. Mm -hmm, you know, they're mm -hmm. tweaking it to uh, a, a new new audience, I guess. You bet. You bet. Or an old audience that, you know, wants to watch it. You bet. You bet. And, and to your point, increased prize money, payout money. Um, and they're trying to build a greater emphasis on winning the regular season events. So we want to pay more money, they said. Let's let's make each event stand out just a little bit more. Certainly great to win the big money in, in Vegas come November. But right now, increase the uh, rider prize and payout money, to your point of shifting and, and increasing. So great economics the PBR has got going on here. Um and then, Sam, um, last year they had the bonus round that would determine who won an event. And refresh my memory, but I believe last year it was each team put up their guy, their, their rider, and whoever scored the highest or rode the longest won the bonus round, and that would determine who won the, the, uh, the event. Correct? Yes. And this year, it's called Extra Outs. Can you explain that just a little bit? Well, um, what they did this year is just took the top teams, whether it be one, two, or three. It could be three teams are, uh, didn't lose one, mm -hmm. but they mm -hmm. had the two this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, they each picked a rider and picked the bulls. I don't know how they got to determine, you know, I know the team coach would pick the riders. I mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
I don't know who would determine what boat they they got on. Mm-hmm. So do does does the team that has the most points coming into it pick first, uh, or is it a draw scenario mm-hmm. of who to get on what bull they do? And uh, personally, off the first one because the Carolina Cowboys didn't win, I didn't like the concept. Right, uh, <laughs> right, 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 uh, right. But I, you know, looking at it, I I guess I understand. You don't want everybody getting on and yep. you know taking up more time but uh it almost looks like to me and i guess take this to the pbr and let them hash it around but uh it almost would be like you'd almost want two guys you know mm-hmm. the team mm-hmm. going in with the most points gets to pick what bull they want first yep. the team yep. in the second pull and the other two guys so now you got four guys riding the other two guys get that second team gets to pick what bull they want first. Now it's not just on one person. You got two guys and the total points of that aggregate would win. Yeah. That's what I think I'd like to see, but uh, that that's just a personal opinion. And maybe I'd have been different if uh, the Carolina Cowboys were the one. Oh, this <laughs> is a great idea. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Who gets to pick the bull first and why, or if it's drawn? I so, I uh, think it was too, as you described. I think I read somewhere, um, not hundred percent sure, but I think it's the highest aggregate got to got to pick uh, first in the draw or in the draft, if you will. Um, okay, I think so. so. Therefore, yeah, I don't know why you'd leave I'm legit too for Jose. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. you take him right off the block to start with, you know. Yeah. You know, and Jose can ride anything and ride then, so then, good, then I might <laughs> I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Maybe it was highest score. I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that Lemmy picked first. I did hear that. Okay. Well oh. they and he was in that game he was the only one to ride one, so the total aggregate they rode three bulls. Carolina rode four bulls yeah, in their yeah, games or five. Yeah, yeah. So they were had a higher aggregate. So yeah, I, yeah I'd like to see who, okay. what their <laughs> what their things are for picking first. We'll we'll yeah. do a little more research on that. We will find out. And and what I'm understanding, Sam, if both of these guys would have come out and scored ninety point rides, or both of them would have bucked off off, they would have had another round extra outs. And it's my understanding they'll do that as many as three times um, to try to pick the winner of of the event. So different than what it was last year for sure. Um, and that would give you, Sam, to your point of wanting to see more riders from each team competing. That might be one way that you would see that. Yeah, that. That's exactly how I understood it. Okay. Too. That, okay. Uh, that just how you described it. If they both buck off or if they tie, they go to another one and then yeah. another one. And then after that, it's called a draw. Yeah. But, uh, and I think it may fall back to aggregate points after three rides, whether they all oh, tie. Right. I think. Yes. I think. Yeah. And, and you're correct. Okay. Uh, that, uh, you're correct. That, that's what I did read. Um, 
yeah, so it, it yeah, it'll, it'll work the bugs out, you know. Uh, I'm more curious on who gets to pick first and yep. why. Okay. And uh, because a lot of times if you pick first, you know, we see it all the time in the individual events, you, you got the best shot of winning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a little research okay. on that let's, one. Let's find out who gets to pick first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll find that out. Um, and then the other thing that kind of caught my attention, one of the other rule changes was in-game roster substitutions. Roster. Yeah. So um, what stood out for me was, um, let's say I'm the fifth person to ride. I'm the fifth. I'm the fifth rider. Uh, the team's already cinched the game. I'm a little sore, right? Uh, in the in the past, last year, we saw, yeah, get on with it. You're going to still get on your bull. My understanding is I can uh, be substituted out uh, by my coach. Uh, another cowboy gets on that bull. Is that your understanding as well? Yes, it is. And I really like this change. Uh, and, and not so much for if you're sore and mm -hmm. yes for mm -hmm. that too but mm -hmm. uh it's like putting a young quarterback in when you got the game 48 to nothing mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. winning 48 to nothing or losing 48 to nothing mm -hmm. you want to you want to give these young kids some experience at that level and it, it'd be on the same token so i i think uh i think it's a very wise decision i i like it I okay really like it. okay all right excellent um and then um, this one, I, I was a bit confused when I saw this. Advanced bull riding um, training or on. So it's prohibited. Advanced bull riding prohibited. And when I read this, it says uh, these these teams know in advance what bulls has been drawn for their team. They're going to figure out which cowboy will pair up with which bull. They get to do that. However, they're saying, and you don't get to practice on that bull uh, prior to coming to the event. I I hadn't thought about this, Sam. Is this a thing? Well, it must be, or they didn't put the rule in there. Uh, you know, that's how rules are made. Yeah, you know, you yeah. figure out, ah. and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, and and that's the way competition is. You'll learn how to win, right? Or, or right. try to get the best advantage you can out of it. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it had to happen, or it wouldn't be in there. So, okay, okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. Okay, so and they I'll have access. Okay, so <laughs> I, some of them. I got my thoughts, and uh, okay. we'll just leave it you there. Don't, you don't want to okay. put them out in the world. You don't want to. You want to do that? I better well, move on. It sounds like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah. I know who would have had the opportunity to do that. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, and it yeah. could be anybody because it's a, it is a tight knit yeah. community. Yeah, for right sure. Now. For so sure, it could be anybody. Yeah, uh, you could have have your friend that's got bulls there. Hey, I got your bull next week. Can I come over and get on it? Uh, and and that would be possible. So I should just stay there. Okay. okay. Well, you've always been a proponent of practicing perfect. I don't know any better way to practice perfect <laughs> than put me on the bull I'm going to get on this this next week. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, it, uh, that, that's just trying to win. Yeah. And you can't hold that against them. No, no, uh, no. Because there was no rule against it. So now there is. But yep. uh, yeah, yep. you're just trying to win. And <laughs> hey, 
whatever it takes. Sometimes. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. We talked about the money, the MVP money, the rider money, the team money, big money. So, yeah, yeah, let's give it everything we got. The The other thing, there were some changes in judging, timing, coaches, challenges. Sam, I understand on every every coach has one challenge per uh, team event, per game, per game. Uh, and it's my understanding if I throw my challenge out, let's say it's on the second bull, uh, I'm going to say, I think he was fouled. I'm going to throw out my challenge. If it comes back and goes, yep, he was fouled. He gets a rewrite. I get my challenge back. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Uh, new rule. Um, and we saw this a bit last year, fifth ride of the game. I'm going to throw out my challenge uh, because what have I got to lose? I'm not going to use it anywhere else. I still have it. What if there was a, you know, some possibility either of get, if it's my guy getting a rewrite or some possibility that the competitor touched the bull or disqualified himself in some, in some way, my understanding yeah, you can still do that if you have a challenge left, but if you are wrong, it's going to cost you $1,500. Yeah, and I like this because, yeah, we watched some stuff that had no merit at all mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, well, what I got to lose, you know, maybe he sneezed out there. Yeah. Uh, so they threw it out and we watched it play it back and it made no sense now i didn't know this and it was probably in effect this weekend uh and mm. still ross coleman he sat there like well you're gonna make that rule i'm gonna pay the 1500 it looked like to me after after i and i didn't know that rule was in there it was like okay just throw it out there but uh he didn't have a, a shot of winning but he threw it out anyway <laughs> yeah it it's good because it you know it takes up time that doesn't need to be wasted yeah uh, yep. i like it. it it might it you know these team owners fifteen hundred dollars well that's like a quarter to you and i right so right, right. well will they raise it to fifteen thousand <laughs> so at some point <laughs> probably. Yeah, i'm being serious yeah you know, if, probably you know how rules are. It yeah. costs you a quarter. Well, what the heck? That don't matter. You know, yeah. well, they raise it to a hundred thousand if it gets carried away, and uh, you know, because uh, they're trying, they're trying to do a, a show for the people and mm -hmm. TV, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and at that point, you have to be on a schedule. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, that's why they don't give them five flags for every guy, and that's why the NFL only gives them two, and uh, they're done. Right. So, right. Right. It's all about timing, and it's a. We can say what we want about for the bull riders and bull riders. It's all about the people in the stands and the people watching TV to keep them coming back again. Yep. Bottom line. Yep. 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 Absolutely right. Absolutely right. No, I I was a fan of the. I think I'm good with these rules. I think it's going to improve the game quite a bit. And anytime you add money and and you come away with definite winners of each event, I that that's just one more way, as you said, to to connect everything. So I want you to make a prediction. I'm looking at the top six uh, in the MVP season standings. 
Um, and right now, currently, just top six, okay? Right now, currently, there are three Carolina Cowboys in the top six. So what's your prediction? Um, let's go Knicks game. After Knicks game, how many Carolina Cowboys... More than three, equal to three, less than three after next after next week's uh, yeah next week's game Kansas City. How many Cowboys? Now let me get this right. In the top six in the MVP standings will be Carolina Cowboys. Okay, I will say it'll stay three. Stay three. It, very good possibility. It'll be a different three. Really? Okay. 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 Now, is there, if the next one, is there two or three games, do you know? Oh, great question. Uh, let me go back to my schedule here. August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Yeah, I'll bet there's three games. Three games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I hadn't thought so, about that. Yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll still be three in there, but it may be, uh, and I'll throw it out there, it'll be a different three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll see where it goes because they have so much talent. You, you know, bet. Any you one bet. of them could you bet. come on there and you bet. do great things. Right now, 50% of the top six are Carolina Cowboys. Pretty darn cool. Um, and Jose Vitor Lemmy's one bull ahead of Cooper Davis right now just for, just for keeping score and watching this as we go through. Um, so let's come back local, Sam. Let's come back to New York. We've, uh, uh, catch us up on, we know Raymond, Eli and Cole are all going, our call, excuse me, our call are all going to be at Attica on Saturday afternoon, uh, here in a couple weeks. What, what's going on with these Cowboys? What do you know? Um, Raymond, uh, last weekend, I think he won first everywhere he went. Uh, oh, wow. He sent me some okay. videos. Uh, he didn't go a lot, but still uh, do as good as you can. You can't do any better than first. Uh, that's what I keep telling him. Mm -hmm. Get there to mm -hmm. what first is. Mm -hmm. uh, and Eli, he had a good week. Mm -hmm. uh, two weeks ago, he was very kind of like, what the heck's going on? I can't mm -hmm. do anything. And mm -hmm. We discussed a little stuff, and uh, he went to. he's going to a rodeo every day this week. He called me yesterday, and uh, he won, won the Bronx ride and didn't do any good in the steer wrestling. But uh, he's he's doing well. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's riding Bronx good, and he said he made a had a good ride. And you know, for him to say he had a good ride, it it, it must have been good because he doesn't say that. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. So saddles, saddles feeling better, everything like that. Got 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 some adjustments made. It sounds like. It, it sounds that way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like it used to be when they were right there and I could tune with them. Right. Uh, right. But uh, and and say this is going wrong. Let's let's put you on this horse. Yeah. Because I'll be able to tell better. Yeah. And it. Uh, yeah. Now. He's out there, and it's just a phone call, and this is happening, and that's happening. Yeah, and we got to analyze it and try to figure it out and go from there. And okay, whatever, whatever he did, it seems to be working. Good, excellent. And on, and on a hot streak. He's on a hot streak, absolutely. So yeah. we're going to watch. Yeah, let's let's pay attention to what these guys do. So so Eli, um, how does being in the steer steer wrestling affect influence whatever you want to say his bronc riding, Sam? 
I don't know as it does too much. No. Uh, it's just uh, another event, and in rodeo, it's not where it crosses over, mm-hmm. like bareback riding and bull riding, I think, cross over a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but steer wrestling, bronc riding, I, I think the only thing that crosses over is mentally. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you did good in one and you're up and you're ready to go, mm-hmm. uh, if you did bad in one and then does that drag you down mm-hmm. or does that push you to uh, get mad and yeah. tear into it? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's probably the only crossover. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, um, yeah. And that, that's interesting. I think we want to watch that. And if you have a conversation with Eli, ask him, cause he's just started to steer wrestle over this last year. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering how that, changes his approach changes his mental attitude or men, mental uh the mental mind game right of rodeo um so if you wouldn't mind would you do that for us i will and i know he's been talking to colton uh, about steer wrestling okay and, you know all colton i don't know what all he said but uh he he said just make sure you think you can win when you're back in there i say no you're see. you're going to win yeah and he, yeah he, He's really must be working on his metal game yep. and uh, yep. Yep. both metal and mental. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Because uh, steer wrestling is a lot of physicalness to it. You bet. Also, it, you technique, bet. It, if you, technique's good, it can carry you a long way, but physical, you know, having that little extra oomph you bet. power there you bet. makes a difference. You bet. Yeah. You know, so, so speaking of, speaking of, uh, Colton, what's, what's the update? We can't add a podcast without asking about Colton and you tell us what's going on. Well, uh, Colton's on the road, just living a dream and going places that, uh, you wouldn't have thought of two years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, he was at, uh, days of 76, uh, yesterday. Okay. Okay. Me, sent me a video so glad he finally sent me a video of his run he was five flat okay on his first one yeah and uh then his second one he was four one. Oh, nice so i don't know i think he's placing the average right now but mm-hmm. there again there's probably a hundred and some guys there and yeah it goes yeah. through till sunday so okay. we'll see where he ends up but uh it is is playing the game and Trying to be in the hunt, you know, yeah. which he, he's there. And so proud that he's getting the opportunity to stay out there and uh, learn it. You yeah. Know, it, it, this, this is educational right now. Yeah. I, yep. In yep. my mind. Going to school. Know, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, you're going to school and, uh, yeah. you know, I, I relate it to the wrestling. You know, the first yep. month of wrestling sucks because yep. you don't get to go compete and tear into somebody yeah uh right now he's going to school and learning how to get better and what to do to compete to get to the level he wants to be at you bet and and to that point i mean talk about going to school and the different curriculum i mean to your you've already said it the mental aspect of the game backing in the box knowing you're going to win um the the uh physical aspect what kind of condition what is steer wrestling condition What's that look like, right? Then you got the technique on top of all that. Then you've got the business. 
You've got the logistics. Which rodeo? What do I draw into? What do I draw out of? And then then just life on the road. And he's been gone for over a month, Sam, and out on the road full time. Yes? Yes, and you just made me tired, just what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Every bit of it is so true. Yeah. And the the other thing that you left out that's very difficult is eating healthy. Eating healthy, absolutely. Yes, yes. You know, if you're going to a restaurant, is it fast food all the time? You know, are you on such a roll? You can't sit down and have a nice salmon meal. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Eating healthy is another part of it, but... Yeah, education is expensive, and he is he he's in school right now. Okay, it, it is it is it's it's tough out there, and you know the the business side of it may be the hardest because yeah. Yeah. you don't have control over what you can say you want to go to this business, but all of a sudden, well, you didn't get up right now. You've got change now. You got to change your plan, and you got to look at it a different level. Uh, avenue and yep. how can we go to get in the most rodeos and the best rodeos so yeah yeah uh, that's the tough part and and how is he doing on the road i mean man away from home i know he's got horses he's got to be thinking about it the house you know other things going on but how's he just doing on the day-to-day just being out on the road being away i don't know okay okay <laughs> he he uh uh I talked about that with Carrie the other day. He said, I'd love to just go somewhere. You know, Dalen, we can watch on TV. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Colton, a lot of times we can't. And, and I said, I'm sure he's missing his mom. He's been out there quite a bit. And she said, Oh, I don't know if he's missing his mom. I said, Well, I'm sure he's missing a good meal with yeah. mom and dad. Absolutely. <laughs> Sit Absolutely. Down and have a good meal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he doesn't talk much about it. He's living what he wants to live so i think he's enjoying it but uh he he doesn't you know dalen would call a lot more often than colton yeah and tell us what was going on he yeah he was more lonely out there than colton because dalen was by himself a lot yeah uh and colton's got his four guys and he's probably got his job he has to do and take care of and uh that's that. Yeah. yeah. And and hotels, um, truck, how does he, how these guys live, you know, day in and day out? Because they're not rodeoing every day, but, but they're out every night. So do you, do you know hotels, trailer, living quarters? What What is the setup? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's trailers and living quarters because he changed right at the last minute, and I don't even know that guys he's with uh i know a couple of them but yeah. not all of them yeah uh i'm sure it's uh 90 of the time is uh in the living quarters trailer and i would say probably a fair thing is 75 percent of the time they're at a rodeo every day yeah okay so, uh, okay you know okay. maybe one or two days a week they're not competing but, okay uh, okay they're they're competing somewhere almost every day you bet you bet and then uh, we had talked a few episodes ago. We we talked a lot about Dalen, where he'd been, what he had done. And we said we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Colton. Um, and what a lot of folks may or may not know about Colton, he went in the rodeo arena as an entertainer pretty darn early. Um, pretty young, I should say. Yeah, Colton, he wanted to be in every aspect of rodeo. 
he loved everything about it. Still does, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, some of uh, his friends are competing in the rough stock events, you'll see him down around the shoots. Uh, mm-hmm. But he he enjoyed every aspect of it. Uh, did uh, dress acts for rodeos. Uh, worked with uh, Hollywood Harris and Brinson James, and they were both kids. You know, they mm-hmm. had a Mm-hmm. the act that they went out and did and it was it was very it was good you know kids sell mm-hmm. if you put kids out in front of a crowd that are talented they sell and and i i went with that as long as i could yeah uh, yeah and it it was it paid off you know it, it was good now look at where they are you know you bet you bet uh, do you th- being one of the best entertainers there is out there arguably the best at this point yeah yeah uh, yeah so so do you think and i i've said all along sam that colton would make a great rodeo announcer do you think at some point he heads back into you know 10 years 15 years however many years down the road you think he stays involved in rodeo and gets back into the entertainment side i mean you look at you look at his aunt uh loretta and his mom carrie uh trick riders um you know entertainers do you think he goes back into that that side of the business I don't have a clue. I've thought about this, and you know, he he's got a great knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 knows enough to look around and see something isn't right. He'd be a great announcer. Yeah, uh, yep. You heard him do his announcing spiel, but yeah. wouldn't do it at all. <laughs> even trying to get him to do it at at uh, special kids rodeo and stuff, yep. couldn't get him to do it. Yeah, uh, yep. I, Carrie and I tried to push him to uh, auctioneering because he yeah. did that very well. Yeah, but yeah. not not an interest and just uh, ran away from it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I if I say yes, I think he will be involved in the rodeo industry somehow later on in life. Yeah, uh, whether it be on the stock end, either time event or rough stock, I think he enjoys it. Uh, I, I think he'll be involved. I don't know where. Uh, he really enjoys training horses also. Yep. I could see him going that avenue when things okay. are done. But, okay. uh, I, you know, you can, like Dalen's a lot more cut and dried. He likes his bucking bulls and he likes his beef cattle. Right. You, you kind of right. know where he's headed. Colton, yep. it, it's all over the map. And yep. he right. could be great at anything he really wants to do because if you got a passion for it you'll be good at it yep 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 and as he continues his education his rodeo education we'll see if he (laughs) where where it all takes us or it takes him um and want to remind our listeners you can you can find him on um you said the uh, spirit of 76 that's on the cowboy channel right sam you can go watch the you can watch his performances online well, I don't know because no. he was in the slack. Oh, he was in times. the slack. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and just, just for, you know, Colton sent me the video and then a friend of mine was out there and he said, oh, look who I got to see today. And he oh, sent wow. me, and I thought they were at Cheyenne because everybody yeah. goes to Cheyenne. You know, yeah. I thought they seen Dalen, yeah. but he sent me Colton's video. Oh, that's so cool. He got to, got to visit with him and, uh. I said, oh, good, because I bet he's a little homesick. Yeah, yeah. He said, didn't seem too bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, 
maybe he's not, you know, maybe it's the best thing. Get away from dad. Ah. Yeah. 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 Well, it's hard to believe Sam, but was it two years ago we had, uh, on a Sunday morning, uh, you carry Colton, Laura, and myself, we sat down, had breakfast together at Cheyenne two years ago already. Yeah. Yeah. It was two years ago. <laughs> we need to fix this stuff and not let it be two years. I know. I know. I know. There we go. All right. So anything else we haven't talked about, Sam, we can switch more gears. I think we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. And we shouldn't we shouldn't take, you know, go so long in between our updates because there's a lot going on in the world, especially with this team's kicking off. I think we may want to talk a little bit more about who's on the team, the rosters and all that sort of thing in the future. Um, but I hope you have a good day, Sam. Be safe. Stay uh, stay dry. We got rain here in uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, how's the weather where you are? Uh, we had a little rain this morning, uh, about four o'clock. I heard it raining and now it, uh, it looks nice out there. I haven't been out this morning, but it's, it's time to get out there, but it, it looks nice and, uh, beautiful weather, actually beautiful. Good, 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 good. That'll grow you some hay. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. All right. We hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as we enjoy doing it. If you do, please share it with your friends. Share it on Facebook. Post it up. Get it out in the world. Help somebody find it on their phone. Help them follow it. We've got a brand new website. Just went up. It's called BeyondTheShoots.show. Uh, ben Simcox, he put a great website together. You got to go check it out. It fits on your phone. Everything looks perfect and to make your listening easier you can find us on spotify apple Podcasts, youtube just search for beyond the shoots and follow us remember to check out the new york state rodeo museum group page and become a member we want to say thank you again to parasite systems for their support with our podcast parasite system is a push button parasitic diagnostic system for pasture animals horses, cattle, goats, sheep, chickens, and for your companion animals, dogs and cats, you can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. This is Beyond the Shoot. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox and Sam Swearingen saying thank you for listening. <laughs>